Greetings friends and Firebirds fans and welcome to the December edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds coming to you from Palm Desert, California, right here in the heart of the Coachella Valley. I'm your host, Judd Spicer, and along with serving as host of this monthly endeavor, also have the privilege and pleasure of being your Firebirds insider for this inaugural season, writing a couple articles a month on team, roster, staff members. You can find those at cvfirebirds.com. Joining me in this December edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, guy that's got to be smiling right now, Troy Bodie, Director of Hockey Operations for your CV Firebirds. Why is he smiling? Well, I had the pleasure of interviewing Troy a few previous times for varying outlets, and he's a modest guy. He, like all of us, have to be pleased, if not slightly surprised, by the amazing start for the Firebirds in this inaugural season. More on that momentarily as we segue to this month's Firebirds Freeze Frame. And I'd be bearing the lead, friends, if I didn't get right to the fact that Acrisure Arena, actually just about a half mile from here, this podcast is being recorded, Acrisure Arena, now just days away from its desert debut. Of course, that's going to happen on Wednesday, December 14th. It's an awesome show. show I certainly hope to be able to get to Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock unveiling Acrisure Arena on the 14th. It's going to be followed by the Doobie Brothers on the 15th. Grupo Fermi on Friday, December 16th. And then the much-anticipated, long-anticipated debut, the home debut of RCV Firebirds, Sunday, December 18th, 6 p.m. versus the Tucson Roadrunners. Tickets for all of this now on sale, including single-game tickets for the Firebirds at cvfirebirds.com. As far as those concerts go, I invite you to visit acrisurearena.com. Personally, even though I'm a technical idiot, I've also downloaded the Coachella Valley Firebirds application. Kids call it the app. Very helpful tool. Going to be especially helpful as um, mobile tickets only at Acrisure Arena. It is also a cashless facility you need no all manner of information to be found at cvfirebirds.com and also the app ranging from ticketing, parking information. I've been asked about that a lot, along with team roster, team scheduling, the Coachella Valley Firebirds team store, and a lot of know-before-you-go information for those, but I guess all of us making our own introduction to Acrisure Arena as the concert's and the Firebirds are soon to debut this month. That offered, friends, let's get to that Firebirds freeze frame. Why is Troy Bodie smiling? I'll ask him about this shortly, but has to be extremely pleased with the Firebirds' 11-4-2 start through the first 17 games. This, of course, coming as I speak to you on the week of December 4th. And by the way, I, I go with the Gregorian calendar. I always start the week. On the Sunday, some people like to say the week starts on the Monday. I always go with the Sunday. Anyway, all that said, an amazing 11-4-2 start through 17 games. 
And yeah, it's fifth in the 10-team Pacific Division, but a lot of that is by virtue of the fact that the Firebirds have played fewer games at this stage, as of this speaking, than any other AHL team. So it goes as they await that home debut with a lot of travel, obviously, haven't been going on. When you look at that from a win percentage standpoint, the .706, amazing. Fourth best in the American Hockey League. Team continues to score a lot of goals, averaging about 3.5 per game. Got a little more road time, five games to be told, before that Sunday, December 18th debut against Tucson. Got a little downtime here in the desert proper before the Firebirds fly again with um, Friday, December 9th at, Het at San Jose, rather. Going to go from there, staying in California, uh, the 10th at Bakersfield. Got back-to-back -back December 13th and 14th, respectively, at Tucson. And then Friday, December 16th at San Diego. That will precede the home debut on Sunday, December 18th. And again, those single-game tickets now available at cbfirebirds.com or via the Firebirds application. And still some available um, for that home debut. Oh, what an exciting moment. A palpable moment for our desert. Total game changer. Uh, tickets as low as $19, by the way. Still available for those concerned about uh, any kind of pricing. And if by chance you can't make that Sunday, December 18th arena and team hockey debut, fear not, a couple of other home games occur in that week. Also got Tuesday, December 20th, also against the Tucson Roadrunners. And then later that same week, Friday, December 23rd, hosting Henderson. As far as some of the fellows accounting for all the success and all the goals, it's going to start with Andrew Podorowski. He leads the team with 22 points. Uh, that's uh, five goals coupled with a team-high 17 assists. No success for uh, point scoring in the AHL for Andrew. He has won the past two AHL scoring titles. Not far behind him with the team high nine goals. Jesper Froden has 16 points, as does team captain Max McCormick. Cole Lind, you might remember that he was an author of a recent hat trick last month. He has 15 points, and John Hayden comes in next with 13 points. Firebirds, by the way, also briefly enjoyed the services of Shane Wright, still just 18 years old, doesn't turn 19 till right after the new year, on a conditioning loan from the Seattle Kraken. In just five games, Shane added four goals, reminding us why he was the fourth pick in this past summer's draft. He has since subsequently gone back to the Big Daddy Club up in Seattle. All that offered, all that prefaced, friends. Let's get to this month's visit with Troy Bodie, Director of Hockey Operations for your Coachella Valley Firebirds. All right, friends. As prefaced, my guest on this December episode of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast of Coachella Valley Firebirds. He is a Manitoba native. Spent nine years in professional hockey. Uh, that includes 159 NHL games for a trio of teams. Also coupled with 381 games in the AHL. So he knows of what he speaks when talking AHL hockey. After hanging up his blades, 
He went on to one of those three teams he played for, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, eventually became their director of uh, scouting for the Maple Leafs. Uh, back in the spring, he was named the director of hockey and business operations for our Coachella, uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds, he tried to say. We welcome Troy Bodie to the Fire and Ice podcast. Troy, greetings and happy holidays, my man. Happy holidays to you as well. Thanks for having me, Judd. You and I are looking at one another via Zoom as we are recording this chat. Uh, as I also prefaced at the onset of this episode, that you likely have a smile on your face. And I think deservedly so, as a big part, key part of the mind meld between and behind putting this squad together. 11 4 and 2 through 17 games, Troy. Did you ever imagine that that would be possible? I mean, uh, that's what you, we strive for. I mean, we, we're going for um, to come out hot out of the gates. You know, I think you always have a, a, a goal in mind to be um, to be competitive and successful. Um, I'm not the type of guy to actually put you know numbers to our our, our record and say this is what we're going to be. But you know, you do everything you can, and you know that's what keeps you up at night. Is how can you get better? How can you get this organization off to the the best um, best start it could be? And and um, and you are correct when um, you know often going to bed, waking up with a smile on my face, and pinch myself that this is this is for real. You know, we're doing it. We're having a, having a blast doing it. And um, I know everyone working on the project as hard as they are working and take a little time to smile as well. So. Is the team that you assembled from the outset, the pieces that you put together, is this how you thought that they would perform from a playing style vantage and also should be noted a goal scoring vantage? Scoring a lot of goals. Scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I thought there was a, you know, I figured we would score some goals. I figured we would be, you know, one of the better teams solely because our, you know, uh, being the, the um, uh, affiliate club of the Seattle Kraken, we're still building their prospect pool. Um, we would have to be a bit of an older veteran team. And that's kind of what we've got. Um, our ownership's been, been great in allowing us to actually go out and get some of the top veterans in the league and some really key players. And, and I think that's so important to get an organization off the ground. Um, so I, I figured we would be, um, one of the better teams, at least starting the season. And that's kind of where we're at so far. So, um, I, I think it's pretty impressive at having only played really, um, you know, mostly home games or mostly road games and, you know, a couple home games in, in Seattle, but not actually having to play a single game in our home market, which is obviously the, the desert here. So, um, I, I, I thought we'd be, we'd be good and we've gotten off to a better start than, than uh, I guess you can conceivably um, hope for. And, and let's hope we keep it going here. Yeah. Again, that 11, four and two start winning percentage over uh, 700 fifth in the Pacific as of this conversation. But again, that's by virtue of playing fewer games than I think anybody else in the NHL, uh, AHL, pardon me, because of all the traveling, but that win percentage is good for fourth in the league right now. Just all super impressive. I know some of these guys had opportunity to play uh, in Charlotte together last year, but by and large, this is a bunch of players 
that have really never had ice time before this team came together. Correct. Yeah. Uh, we had some guys that, that came over from the Charlotte team, so they're familiar with each other. Um, but for the most part there, we've kind of assembled them um, just, you know, piecemeal and, and, uh, but uh, it, it, in a lot of sports and hockey's no different. Um, they, they speak the, the common language on the ice and once they get out there, they, they make fast friends. So um, the one thing about starting on the road is they get to spend a lot of time with each other and, and get to know each other and become, become good friends. And, and uh, we're seeing a really tight knit group um, right away. And, and uh, it's, it, it's fun to watch. Having spoken with a couple of said players, uh, a few of the veterans for articles uh, for the Firebirds Insider articles that I referenced uh, at the beginning of this episode, uh, Andrew Podorowski and John Hayden among them, uh, both uh, veterans of uh, professional hockey. Uh, John, of course, played a lot in the in the NHL. Uh, Andrew has played a lot in the AHL. And speaking with both of those guys, just get an immediate sense of their the the veteran presence. Um, how, how do you think that that's meshing with some of the younger players? What are you seeing as this team congeals? Yeah, you know the veterans are super important to to a group. Um, not only to be the you know the older players that can lead the the way on the ice and and um, you know the the been there done that type that that go out and you know can take the the game by the horns there, but they do an excellent, uh, they play an excellent role in actually helping shape and develop some of these young players. So as much as you can look at a guy like uh, Andrew Podorowski, who's, you know, led the league in scoring, he's won two championships in this league, John Hayden, who's played numerous NHL games and, and uh, we're very lucky to have both of them. Um, the, the big thing we look for when we get these veteran players is, you know, to really have good, solid um, citizens, you know, excellent character people who are going to lead on the ice, but but most importantly in the locker room, leading those young players that um, are trying to find their way in pro hockey, really f- trying to find their way in in life. As you know, some have come from junior hockey and living with billet families, and and you know, you know, relying on their their parents for a lot of things, and now they're adults in their way. And those guys, those veteran guys, really help lead the way. And we're lucky to have a good veteran group to do that. Speaking with both of those gents again, uh, both uh, in their in their uh, late twenties, I asked them a very similar question, and they gave me very similar answers. Impressive, both to say that look, everyone in the AHL, everyone on the Coachella Valley Firebirds, the ultimate goal is to play in the NHL. But they also said, almost to a man, both of them, that if you hang your head for a game, for a day, for a minute, someone's going to pass you by at this level of professional sport. Someone is going to take your spot. You can't look at it like uh, a sulking opportunity or I should be somewhere else. Both of them said almost the exact same thing. And I got to think that that trickles down to the younger players, that kind of work ethic and that kind of mentality. Yeah, absolutely. We know when they're, we, there's no hiding it that all these players want to be national hockey league players. And, and it's, it's very much our job as, as much as we look at it very, you know, um, 
very closely of, of, you know, going out and winning hockey games. It's, it's also our job to develop these, um, these players, international hockey league players, whether that be the, the young, you know, rookies or the, the 10 year veterans, you know, we, we do everything we can to help them advance their careers and, and get back up there. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, as much as we it do that, we expect them, you know, to come into the rink every single day with the attitude of you're going to work your, work your hardest. You're going to go in the gym and, and lift weights and train and, and show up for every, every drill, every, every pass and practice to be, you know, to be your best and, and lead the way, um, you know, for, you know, the young players and, and whatnot. And it's, um, that's, that's what we expect of them. And that's, you know, what we're seeing so far as well. Also both gents and really everyone I've spoken to uh, yourself included in the organization about the work being done by head coach, Dan Bilesman. What do you think in particular that he has done thus far that is really working on the team having such early success? Yeah. You know, Dan's a veteran guy. He's, he's been, been there, done that. The, the great thing about him is he's, you know, you fast or you, you're winding the clock back to, you know, 2006 or, um, or so. And he was in the exact same position as, as some of these young, young rookies that where he's, um, is in the coaching world, whereas he was cutting his teeth as an assistant coach in this league. And then, you know, you see his, his um, progression to a head coach in this league and then uh, head coach in the national hockey league. And then before you know it, he's the Stanley cup champion. So, I think what, what's so important to him is not only bringing his, um, you know, experience in hockey, but really experience in the journey of, of what these players are trying to go through, of how to make that next step, not just once, twice, three times, but he brings a championship pedigree of this is how you win games, this is how you win championships. And, um, you know, Dan's the type of guy, he expects a lot out of the players, he expects a lot out of the staff. Um and, uh, you know, we're lucky to have uh, that kind of pedigree in, in our locker room. Um, so it, it, I think it really rubs off and it's good to have someone that these players can really talk to and kind of learn from in that sense. Provided, uh, again, your own vast experience in the AHL, 381 games. I think that's spread across eight different teams. I mean, you have a great empathy. You have a great sense of what these guys go through on a day-to-day basis and their continual battle to eventually be a full-time NHL player. Uh, given your familiar, familiarity rather with the league and, and that strive and that struggle to get to the NHL, what do you see? I mean, you you know as well as anybody what's working and what's not working. What do you see from your vantage, from your memories as a player, what's really working for this team? You know, I think they do a great job. Um, I think the team has a lot of energy, and I think you know a lot of hockey these days is you know, you know players come up with all with a, uh, an enormous amount of skill, and um, uh, and these skilled players come in and think they can all do it themselves. And uh, the thing I'm most proud of of our team so far is they're a tight knit group, and they play well as a team. They support each other, um, you know, on the ice, off the ice you know, in the gym, they're all, they're all friends. And I think that's something that, you know, is overlooked sometimes just, uh, you know, how well uh, or, or what it takes 
you know, kind of behind the scenes to be a successful team. And um, I like that of our, out of our group so far is, you know, they're all, they're all good people. They all seem to generally care about each other and care about each other's successes and, and help them through, uh, help each other through failures and stuff like that. You, you see it on the ice and, and, um, and that's, that's hard. That's something that's not easy to, to, um, to just, you know, cultivate, you know, artificially. It, it's, has to happen, you know, organically with these, these guys. And, you know, you see it and it's, and um, it's something I've been proud of so far. I think that um, as we get nearer to the debut of Acrisure Arena, we'll see even more of that. Of course, the team and, and the staff, much of whom yourself included, had been spending so much time in Seattle or on the road. Now, fellas, uh, and staff members getting settled in the desert from chatting with these, these guys. Um, I think that they're really liking it out here in the, in the Coachella Valley. What are you sensing for uh, having had these guys had opportunities to, to get out a little bit, play some golf, go to some restaurants, take some hikes. What do you think they're enjoying about the area, Troy? Oh gosh, all, all of the above. I, I think they are absolutely loving everything that the desert is as has to offer they've they've gone out and played golf they've done the restaurants they you know you ask them about the places they live in and you know they're they light up you know going on oh, i live on a, i live on a golf course or and i have a pool in my place or you know the amenities here and and whatnot or i'm so close to this i know one of the players you know um got engaged to his is now fiance you know on a hike and you know it's they're it, it what warmed me about that story was um you know just the fact that they you know they felt like this is the place to do it you know um you know so i that you can tell like this is just bringing the best out of everybody and um you know i i think they're taking full advantage of everything you know i'd be remiss to say that you know we've gotten the players out in the community as well doing community events and um you know the fine food bank and and um uh gosh what else oh you know you know street street hockey i've seen i mean i know that that has been a big part of what you've done to introduce uh, a lot of local youth uh with shannon miller and such and the rest of your staff mm. i've also seen a lot of that getting out of the community yeah absolutely and you know you know helping you know buy um you know gifts for underprivileged families in which you know, we had a sign-up sheet for and we you know, almost had to make another sign-up sheet with all the, all the interest that that was, uh, that was there. But, um, so, you know, it's really as much as the, the desert it's giving us a lot. I, I know the players are eager to give back as well. So, yeah. Can you, can you name the player that got engaged, uh, on the, uh, one of the, one of the trails here in the desert, feel free if you, or if you don't want to, that's okay. Uh, you know what? I'd love to, but that may be <laughs> I'd have to leave up for up to him to <laughs> him to uh, uh, reveal. So that's uh, all right. It's a romantic place where we live. Absolutely, it definitely. <laughs> is. So it was great that that brought that out of him, and I'm sure his fiance now is is equally as uh, equally as impressed. So yeah, friends, you're tuning into the December edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official co- uh, podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds. I'm your host, Judd Spicer, Troy Bodie. Director of Hockey and Business Operations for the Firebirds is my guest. For all things Firebirds, tickets, stats, 
roster, broadcast partners, and the community endeavors that Troy and I have been discussing. You can find that online at cvfirebirds.com. Also recommend downloading the Firebirds app on your phone, which I found very useful. Troy, TikTok, I think we're about eight days away as you and I are speaking to the unveiling of Akershire Arena. It's going to take place Wednesday, December 14th with a great show. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Four days after that will be the Firebirds debut uh, Sunday, December 18th, 6 p.m., hosting the Tucson Roadrunners. Where are you at? How are you feeling about the unveil of Akershire Arena? Oh, man, it's uh, you walk into it. and I, I, I've said this before, seeing some of these arenas go up before you, you're you're surprised that they, you know, the games are coming up. And, and the question is always, you know, there, there's, you know, there's no way there's going to be a show here. And they do such an excellent job of putting everything together, um, uh, you know, just in the last few days and cleaning everything up. And you see, you know, the scoreboard going in and, you know, it's, um, you know, in the stage and, and all that stuff. And it's just, it's, it's, um, I'm really pleased with where the, the arena is at and, you know, the, the, the construction group and all that, they do a great job. So, um, it's definitely still a construction site and it will be until, um, the morning hours of December the 14th, but, uh, um, <laughs> uh, but I promise you by the time that show gets started and by the time you start driving in, there will be, um, it'll be show ready. So well, I, I know I, that much, much of the bigger that. pieces are, uh, are completed. What are a few, a couple of the smaller things, maybe little things that they still got to finish up in this last week and change. Well, I think they're just now putting in the ice for the, um, okay. uh, for the, for the, um, for the arena bowl, which, you know, um, is kind of one of the final steps when it comes to hockey is getting that ice in, having the players kind of skate in, skate on it, break it, break it in type thing. Um, so that's, that's one thing for sure. Um, you know, a, a lot of the art is getting on the walls, uh, stuff like that, you know, you know, carpets, all that, but it's, uh, it's, it's certainly taking shape and, you know, there's times you walk in and you go, wow, there's just a lot to do here. And then you walk in the next day and, a lot of that stuff is done and you just go, how do they all do it? But um, it's, it's just going to be such a great atmosphere. And I, I encourage everyone to just come check it out for a show, check it out for a hockey game and just um, really see, you know, how great the arena is, is and, and uh, what a great atmosphere it's going to be for both hockey and music. Yeah. Uh, my friends at the Desert Sun newspaper, Shad Power specifically, just put out a, a great article about the food offerings that are going to be uh, available. Read uh, some articles uh, just in the last week from other media colleagues giving some of the the, the details and the, the facts sheets for Akershire Arena. What's a question or two that you're at this point asked most often for people that are eager to check it out for the first time. As an example, I've been asked amply about parking. I don't know if there's questions along those lines that you're getting on a daily basis, just from friends or colleagues interested in going. Is there anything that jumps to the top of the list, Troy? Well, I get a lot of questions regarding hockey and just our, uh, you know, I take for granted sometimes that everyone knows kind of our relationship when it comes to the national hockey league and, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, people ask if we're a professional team or whether we're, 
you know, a junior team and, you know, and, um, and wonder what our affiliation was with the Seattle Kraken. And obviously we're the, the affiliate team for the Seattle Kraken and, and provide, they provide us players and, and whatnot. But uh, those are a lot of the big questions. You know, I get this now is that we are um, a, uh, a professional team and the second best team or league out of the, um, out of the national hockey league. And, and, and uh, it's a really an exciting, exciting brand of hockey that everyone's going to see when they come here. So I have uh, watched some of the Firebirds games on AHL TV. And I know that your local broadcast partner, a uh, guy, Blake Arthur, with KESQ, they'll have, I believe, 10 games from Akershire Arena on this year. But in watching the games to date on AHL TV, and this is no slight toward any other teams or markets, Troy, but let's be honest, man, sometimes these guys are playing in front of couple thousand people playing in front of 10,000 people at Akershire arena is going to be a little different animal. I think than what we see at most of the AHL homes. Do you agree with that assessment? I would absolutely agree with that assessment. This, you know, uh, there's, there's, you can go around the, around the league and, you know, there's some desirable places and undesirable uh, markets uh, around here, but this is definitely going to be, the king of the crop, in, in my opinion, um, you know, just geographically, you know, with the world-class arena, you know, uh, if, um, you know, hopefully get a, everyone a peek into our locker room at some point into the gym that is, um, it's NHL quality. And it's something our, our owners have, you know, been so um, gracious to, you know, give us the funding to, to, to not only, build what we need but to actually get you know just the the best quality equipment and whatnot and um you know and that goes the same for the the um, fan experience as well when it comes to you know all the bars and, and food offerings and you know the sight lines and game entertainment and and whatnot it's it's not just a going to be a hockey game or a, or a, or a concert it's going to be a full-blown experience that everyone's going to want to be a part of. And again, hearkening back to your own AHL games and career and experience, I know that some of the towns that you played in were not hockey hotbeds. I'm sure some of those games of the 381 you played in the AHL, those were games played in front of the aforementioned 1,000 or 2,000 fans. I mean, from a player's perspective, playing in front of a half-empty or a quarter-empty arena I, I know or I can only imagine that takes a little of the wind out of the sails. Inversely, when you play in front of a packed, rabid fan base, that can do so much for your team. Would you agree with that? I would certainly agree. Um, you know, the fans are a big part of a team's success and having a great home crowd like we expect here at Akershire is, is definitely going to have a, an impact on the win-loss record and, you know, having a you know, having that arena sold out and having the support and the, the cheers and, you know, just having everyone kind of enjoy themselves makes the players feel, um, you know, just better about their themselves, their, their game, and and uh, undoubtedly leads to success. So you are right. I played in front of some of those, um, some of those crowds that were friends and family only and, and uh, it doesn't exactly get you hyped up, but um, we expect a, a full building and and uh, would love to see everyone out. So, 
Troy Weather going to the uh, Firebirds uh, storefront, uh, the brick and mortar on El Paseo, just off of San Pablo and Palm Desert. Or just seeing folks around the valley the last couple of months have seen a lot more hats, seen a lot more shirts, seen a lot of sweaters. I think there's a vibe. I, I, I sense a, a tangible vibe and enthusiasm for that, not just uh, home debut on December 18th, but for having our own, having something of our own. Never had it before. Never had a full-time sports franchise here in the desert. Are you sensing that? Are you sensing that around town? Absolutely. I, I, you know, the uh, the town is in the whole valley has really been bought in from what I've I've seen. If, you know, you go everywhere you go, you see a Firebirds hat or a jacket or, you know, sweater or something like that. And it's, you know, everyone's excited about their their hometown team. And, you know, being the first pro sports team in town, we didn't we haven't taken it lightly in in, in the sense that we want to you know, really put on a show for everyone and make them proud of our team. Not just, not just on the ice, of course, and the win loss record, but, you know, off the ice as well. And that's why we went and got, you know, some of the best, you know, quality people in the game and, you know, people that you can really be proud to have in your community and, you know, and being, being role models for your, your children, grandchildren um, and, and all that. And someone you're going to want to see and get an autograph from and, and really, when it comes to um, you know, you know, the development side of things, guys, you're going to want to see um, and be a part of their career as it advances to the National Hockey League, and perhaps outgrow our our um, affiliate team here and into the the NHL. And you can say, I saw that player live. I've got his autograph. Got to say hello and shake his hand. And and um, that's I think that's something I grew up with as a young kid too. And in, in you know, I, I don't take those moments lightly and definitely had a big, big part in, in, in shaping my life and career and, and whatnot. So I, I just hope that's part of everyone else's as well and during this whole experience. Troy, let me ask you lastly, as I said, Valley could be a romantic place, so perhaps this is a romantic question. You and I have uh, talked back and forth for uh, articles and podcasts and variety of endeavors over the course of the last year nine months now it's almost here man have you allowed yourself to dream about this day on sunday december 18th what this arena is going to feel like when it's full when you see all these firebirds jerseys what the sounds are gonna how they're gonna reverberate around this arena for the first time the echo of this cheers and hopefully winning this first game have you allowed yourself to dream about this moment I, I've most certainly dreamed about it since the very first shovel went in the ground. It's, but those dreams change every single day as the team <laughs> forms and the arena forms and, and uh, they just keep getting better and better. So I, I, I'm excited for that first home game, it, probably more nervous than anything, but uh, you know, I'm just a bit of a perfectionist and want everything to go well and want to see everyone having a good time. So um, I, I've most certainly dreamt about it and will continue to until that that uh that day comes and then once that day comes we'll be dreaming of bigger better things and hopefully a championship and having a parade down el paseo and you know and you know i I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves obviously but that's what you strive for in this business and and um you know i'd love to love to um you know bring some success to the valley here Troy Bodie, appreciate your time. He's our director of hockey and business operations 
for the Coachella Valley Firebirds as the home debut of the team at Akershire Arena. Just about a week and a half away, believe it or not. Again, man, we've talked amply over the course of the last nine or 12 months. I know how hard you've worked, how much time you put in. Kudos on an excellent start to the season. And I look forward to shaking your hand on Sunday, December 18th, sir. Absolutely. My, myself as well. So thanks for having me on, Judd, and I, I appreciate it. Thanks, Trey. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for the December incarnation of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds. I'm your host, Judd Spicer. Pleasure to visit with Troy Bodie, Director of Hockey Operations for your Coachella Valley Firebirds. Great chatting with Troy this month. Don't forget to visit cbfirebirds.com for all your ticketing, roster, community information. And also be sure to download that Firebirds phone app. It's going to be super helpful, as mentioned earlier in the show. Mobile ticketing only at Akershire Arena is also a cashless facility. Oh, and by the way, when you go on cbfirebirds.com, check out the Firebirds' applicable social media handles. Great way to follow the team on a daily basis. Hope you also have an opportunity to check out and enjoy the Firebirds Insider articles. A couple of those a month penned by yours truly. Big times. Exciting times in the desert, friends, as we are about to see the debut of Akershire Arena this month on December the 14th. And, of course, the accompanying maiden home flight of our Coachella Valley Firebirds just a few days after on Sunday, December 18th. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you all at Akashur Arena. Be well out there. And remember, as always, one valley, one team rising together.